0: Welcome to the FemNation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White Dev the down-to-earth chick with a different name entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Film Nation Podcast. Today, I have an
1: amazing guest, Dr. Katie Takis, Clinical Director of Women's Health at Gateway Natural Medicine. And that's a big deal because we women definitely need our health healthy. <laughs> so Katie, thank you for coming on today. I can't wait to dive into your entrepreneurial journey.
2: Yeah, Waisa, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you about my journey and uh, being an entrepreneur and kind of how I got into this business.
1: Excellent. So let's start with the main question, the one question we always start with. How did your
2: entrepreneurial journey begin? So when I originally was in college, I I, well, my whole life, I've always wanted to be a doctor. And when I was younger, I still wanted to be a doctor when I was in college. The idea of working in a big hospital with hundreds and hundreds of employees wasn't very appealing to me um, from a personal level. And I always wanted to work in more of a private practice and something maybe that I had more control over. So that was kind of where my journey into looking into private practice came from. And as I went through graduate school and started pursuing my job as a natural medicine doctor, um, I found that working in a clinic with you know, only a few of other doctors and a few employees was really, truly where I felt passionate about my practice. Um, I liked being able to bond with my patients and every person that walks in and out of the office. I like knowing all of the names of the people that I work with and knowing everyone on a personal level. And I think that the type of care that we offer is so specialized and unique that I I think it's something that I wouldn't have been able to do had I been in a larger facility.
1: Right. So what separates you? What distinctively separates you from um, the standard quo, status quo, standard out there?
2: So our office um, and how I practice Looks a, at a lot differently at the patient. So we look for the whole body. We like to focus on what the root causes of what's causing someone's problems. So, for instance, my new patient appointments are about 90 minutes long, and this is so that I have 90 minutes to spend with my patients, who I would say about 98% are women the other 2% are the husbands of those women. (laughs) So um, I'd say it's nice being able to not only get to hear my patients' complaints, but be along with them on this journey of how they emotionally have went through things like infertility and miscarriages and how that affects their lives, not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental and emotional, and helping them kind of find what they need to help get them through this. Mentally, emotionally, maybe that's helping them find other support, maybe that's helping to figure out why they're going through what it is. Um, So we look at the body a lot differently. I like to focus on, you know, if you have issues with your menstrual cycle, do you also have issues with your thyroid? Or are there also issues with your digestive system? Are there other things going on that could possibly be connected? So I like to be somewhat of a detective to try and kind of figure out what it is that's causing this issue to begin with. Now, I know that's the goal in all medicine is to get the patients better. But I think our approach is a little different patient it gives us the most information and also gives the patient the most time to be able to talk about what it is that's actually affecting them rather than them trying to spit out as much as possible in a matter of five minutes.
1: Right. And, and that is so prevalent inside of the medical industry. And, and, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that, thank goodness, there are alternative you know, ways to do this, that there are people like you out there that are standing for a difference, a different way mm-hmm. to do it, a better way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What is your
1: compelling calling to have really opened a practice? That's a, that's a tall order. It's not like you eased into entrepreneurship. You know, there may have been something that you tried out earlier on that brought you to this point. Or maybe you just came out and said, you know what, I want this practice this is exactly what I want to do. So how do you step into that big of a vision? How did you
2: do that? So a lot of it came kind of from my own personal experience with which I think when we're talking about natural medicine, that's a lot of where people first get into it is having their own firsthand experience of it. Um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis about 10 years ago. And I... Sought uh, help. And I got a lot better for a while. And at one point the medicine that I was taking no longer was working. And I got really, really sick. Uh, I was bouncing from doctor to doctor with, you know, not getting any better. I was getting worse. I was just having a really hard time and was about to take medical leave from school. And I ended up kind of as a last resort going, you know what, I guess I'll check out one of these natural doctors. I don't really know what they do, but I, I don't really know what else to do at this point. I might as well try. And, um, after that they helped teach me how to change my lifestyle, how to better manage my stress, how to change my diet. Um, and not only it was it just supplements that I was taking, but there was a lot of things that I had to change in my life in order to get better. And it was just an approach that I'd never had before looking at my whole body rather than just focusing on this specific incident that was going on with my gut. We also focused on, you know, my stress and my lifestyle and how much I was sleeping and how I was taking care of myself. And so that was just something that I was exposed to that really gave me the passion to help others because it was something that I didn't really know a lot about. And I was said, you know what, this helped me get better. And I want to be able to offer this to other people who may be looking for the same type of alternative care.
1: Excellent. Yeah. And I believe that we still have some work to do to embrace the alternative side of it a little bit more, but the conversation has been had and, you know, there has been some correlation with results to alternative medicine. So we're in a great time for all of us to benefit from that. Mm -hmm. How did you determine you were going to work with just specifically women? What was the calling on that? That wasn't
2: really my intent initially. Um, Initially, when I got out of school, I wanted to do a lot of uh, focus specifically on the gut because that was my own personal experience. Um, but I had personally also had started to have some female issues. Um, I, have an, I had an ovarian cyst that had ruptured. That was extremely painful and it really sucked, quite honestly. Um, I had a lot of friends that were going through similar issues. Um, I had a friend that had an ovary removed. I had friends that were struggling with infertility and amenorrhea or lack of a period. Um, and I started just kind of going, why is this happening to women? You know, we're very young. We shouldn't be having these menstrual or these reproductive issues. What is causing this? Like, just why. That's my question that I always ask myself when I'm looking at anything really is why is this happening? What caused this to happen? Um, So that's kind of where I started pursuing just working with women. I also found that um, being the only female in the office that I work in, I had a lot of female patients that were looking to specifically talk to a woman because I know what it's like to have a period. So that is kind of where my journey with that came. And since then, it's become the biggest part of my practice, like I said, i probably see 98% of my patients are women. And, um, that's kind of, I guess how I got into that. Mm -hmm.
1: What is one accomplishment
2: inside of this that you are super passionate about? Um, I've had a few patients that have come to me not having periods for over a year and I've had some of them tell me that they're now pregnant. So those are some things that are really exciting to hear is Working with women, kind of from the beginning of their health journey, to teaching them how to eat properly and how to take care of themselves and how to exercise, and then seeing them get to the point of actually becoming pregnant and now, you know, just being extremely grateful and telling them, "No, like you did this for yourself. I helped get you the tools." Um, so that just feels really nice to be able to help empower women in that way.
1: So tell me, I'm going to ask kind of a taboo question, but how is how does mainstream medical field um really work with you or against you? How how does that work? Because I know that we as lay people that aren't inside the medical industry, such as you are or um, you know, other any other medical person is in the industry, there are pieces of it that we don't know, we don't understand, but we see a lot of the sound bites out here. What is it? Is it collaborative? Is it not collaborative? Are you guys working to fill the gaps? What does it look like between the you know traditional medicine and alternative?
2: Um, I think that's a it's something that you know we I'm sure that we see in all professions. There's some people that play really well with others, and there's some people that don't. Um, I've been fortunate enough that uh, so far in my career, I have worked with several medical doctors um, co-managing patients. We have a patient that. Was struggling with severe depression and anxiety that I was doing a lot to help with while she was also working with her psychiatrist to help get off of some of her medications. Um, so it's really nice to work in a collaborative way there. And I would talk back and forth with the practitioner on the phone to figure out, you know, what the best option for the patient might be. There's been times that uh, we have patients that are taking medications because they, they need them. And I'm not against uh, traditional medicine whatsoever, but it's nice when we have practitioners that are willing to work with us back and forth, where they may be managing one of the patient's medications, and I might be helping them to better their lifestyle and better their diet, so that they can work with their doctor to try and come off of some of their medications if it's something that they're interested in. Um, but of course, we run into the areas where there's are people that don't believe in what we do, and they're pretty much against everything. But I think that that's just kind of how I think that's just kind of how medicine works. There's some people mm-hmm. that want to work well together, and some that don't. Fortunately, I've had mostly positive experiences working with other practitioners. So that's been, that's just reassuring to me to know that there's people that are willing to, to see what I do, even though it might be different from what their education looks like. Mm-hmm.
1: Is, the, is the narrative changing? Do you feel like um, in the time that you've been in the medical field, do you feel like it's leaning that direction to be more collaborative? Um, I think
2: being here in Colorado, I see a lot more of that. Um, I grew up in a very small area of Michigan that hasn't unfortunately been exposed to this type of health care quite yet. Um, and I lived in Florida for several years where I also wasn't seeing a lot of that. But being out here in Colorado, there's a lot of open mindedness to this type of work in terms of doctors collaborating on cases together. i've seen I've met a lot of medical doctors who have left their traditional type of practice to pursue. Um, working as alternative medicine doctors. And so it's always interesting to talk to some of those doctors on why they left um, the positions that they left, at, you know, why they left a hospital setting at a really high paying job to work in a private practice where they're, you know, now working with alternative medicine. So it's always really interesting to hear other people's opinions on that.
1: Mm-hmm. What about the pharmaceutical industry? How does that tie in with alternative health? Do they try
2: ah. to be a part of it? Yeah. I don't know. I think that that's something that, you know, we're facing. Well, that's kind of a tough question to answer because <laughs> we see a lot of back and forth with that, without trying to step on anybody's toes here. I, um, we, that's right. <laughs> um, it it depends. I've seen, like I said, there's there's times that I've seen people that are really willing to work. I've seen pharmacists that have told their patients you should not be taking all of these medications because they're you know you're taking too many of the same thing so there are pharmacists that i've seen that are telling patients you know you need to check with your doctor because you shouldn't be on these same medications where they are doing that extra work to check if that's what the most appropriate thing for that person may be nice. now since it's not within my scope of practice to prescribe medications i personally don't really work with the pharmacist very much so i'm not sure exactly what that narrative looks like between them and the doctors Most of what I know from that is just the feedback that I get from my patients. Mm.
1: How do you see yourself growing in this field in the future?
2: Um, One of my goals is to, I really love to help educate women. I think that's something that's really lacking in healthcare is a lack of education to the patients. There's times that I have women come into my office that aren't even really aware of how their cycles work and how to even track their menstrual cycles. So I really love to educate women. Um, I have an Instagram page that focuses solely on women's health. So I try to post daily just information about health, whether it's related to alternative health or if it's just basic anatomy or physiology in the body explaining just how the gut works or how, you know, the brain works in certain ways. So I like to really help educate. And that's one of my goals long term is to be able to provide, um, you know, classes and webinars to my patients to help educate and empower them further.
1: Nice. So when, when you work with women patients, what has been one of the hardest, hardest challenges for you to have to think outside the box of even alternative medicine to try to help the, that woman get results or to, you know, to further your stand in the change that you're working towards making in your business and in how healthcare is perceived and utilized?
2: Um, so, I think a big challenge is, you know, it's, it's always difficult listening to the stories that women tell me. I hear the most intimate aspects and sometimes the saddest aspects of their lives. And it's a lot hearing that. And, you know, I wish that I could just fix them right then and there. But I really like being able to help, edu- again, educate them on what things that they can do to help improve their health and their bodies and that they can hold that long term. So, it's not people don't just come into me and I don't just give them a a a handful of pills. I mean, I guess sometimes I do, but that's not completely the only thing that I do. Um, I also help them to understand why they should change their diet and how different foods can help, you know, what different foods can help with their estrogen or what foods can help with their progesterone rather than just, oh, you should eat more vegetables. I really try to help them specifically say, you should be eating this type of food or this type of food. Um, And then I say, you know, you're someone that has a very anxious and you're very, you know, type A personality. You really need to decrease your stress. Well, I've learned over the course of my life telling someone that, you need to be less stressed is kind of the (laughs) worst thing that you can actually say to somebody. So instead of just telling them that I try to help them find solutions and some things as this may be encouraging them to look into breathing exercises or meditation. And rather than just telling them, Hey, you should meditate. I try to say, you should read this book or you should follow this, you know, instructor, or you should reach out to this person. Um, I may recommend yoga classes or, things like that to help them de-stress. If there's people that are just like, I need more energy, then I might recommend more of a high-intensity workout. But I try to cater that specifically to each patient. One thing that I get asked a lot is what I give as protocols for people. And I don't use protocols because I don't really believe in them. I think that every person is an individual. So every person deserves an individual treatment plan. So with all of the lifestyle changes that I help incorporate into my patients' lives, I want them to be able to be educated enough in those changes that once they feel better, they don't have to really see me any longer. And they can continue with those dietary, exercise, life, lifestyle-type changes. Um, and that's ultimately what's going to keep them healthy in the long run. So that's kind of my goal. And that's a big challenge, trying to change somebody's lifestyle. It's I mean, that's a lot of bad habits that we develop over uh-huh. the course of our whole life. So
1: yeah, it's challenging. And health starts with whole body. I mean, like whole person, whole being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's true because just, just like I tell people that you're not a person and then a business owner, you are a, you know, you're one, you're not two, you can't be two, you can't be two different things. So right, that makes complete sense. And I think a lot of us need to start looking at it that way where it's not where we identify that our you know, our eating self versus our exercising self versus, you know, um, how we take care of ourself self. They're not three, they're all one and the same. And we have to look at them all together, you know, maybe in layers together, you know, but instead of looking at them separately in individual pieces, we have to look at the whole. So holistic health, yes. Um yeah. <laughs> Not to be funny, but <laughs> it works right <laughs> that's why it's called that. <laughs> uh, tell me about you as the entrepreneur what in building a business and building a practice, what was the hardest struggle you had, but then what was the most amazing thing in the entrepreneurial side of it for you as a person that really set it in stone
2: um so for me one of the one of the biggest challenges was. Uh, meeting people, which I never thought that that would be a challenge for me. A lot of our time spent in school was talking about insurance. You would always have insurance. Do you accept insurance? And patients will find you based on carrying their insurance. And our office does not accept insurance. Uh, The reason is, is that we find that if we did take insurance, you know, 15 minutes, and insurance companies really dictate the type of care that we give our patients. So this is why it's something that we've opted out of. Um, but that was never something that I was taught in school. So giving getting out into the community and meeting new people and earning people's trust was something that I really had to get used to and work on, because that was something that was never really taught to me or explained to me in school. Um most of our practice is based off of referrals, so it's really is important to us to have our patients trust us um, and you know trust me that I can help get them better. So that was something that was really challenging, and I never you know really expected coming out of school. So that's definitely been a challenge for me but something that I'm I've gotten a lot better at over the last few years.
1: <laughs> what about an accomplishment? I guess that could be an accomplishment but I I don't want to make that the easy road. Yeah. <laughs> um what's an accomplishment
2: I've had in the last few years?
1: As an entrepreneur in the entrepreneurial space.
2: Um I guess kind of moving into the position of being the clinical director of women's health at my office, like I said, I work with an office mainly full of male practitioners, so it feels really great to be kind of the only woman in the office. So that, that makes me feel really great, being able to help women, being able to even help my colleagues with questions that they might have because they don't know what it's like to have a period. Yeah. And things like that. So I guess that's been a pretty big accomplishment for me. I recently have started teaching within that program to help educate other doctors so that they can help their patients and help them become more healthy and empowered in their lives. That's a pretty great accomplishment being able to teach other practitioners and help answer questions that people may have about how they can help their patients. Um, cause like you said, this is a, this is a type of area of our profession that really is growing. We're seeing more and more natural approaches to health, whether it's, you know, medical doctors or chiropractors or physician's assistants, we're seeing a lot of people wanting to become more educated in the natural world. So it's great being able to be on the forefront of educating these practitioners. Mm
1: -hmm. What do you view is going to um, be kind of the pinnacle of your success? What is success?
2: Um, I like, I want to continue working with women. Uh, one of my ultimate goals is to be able to develop a program that women can follow that will help educate them on how they should be eating and how they can change their lifestyles and providing them with meals and meal plans and um, different supplements and lifestyle changes. And that's kind of one of my ultimate goals is to develop this program for women so that you know, they can they can use this and follow this and have a lot of resources to help educate themselves rather than just going to someone and saying, here's the pills you should take, here's the diet you should follow, you should be gluten-free, dairy-free, take these supplements. And instead of them just going, okay, why am I doing this? It will say, this is the reason that you're eating this way and this is how you should eat and this is why this is going to help heal you. And these supplements are given to you for X, Y, and Z. So I really want to create something, again, that helps to educate women with their health and why their bodies do the things that they do. And that's empowering. I mean, that
1: knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. So they can take charge of that themselves. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you as a person?
2: Um, It was something I never really expected to be. I never really expected to own my own business. So um, that was something that's been different uh, and kind of a shock to me, but it's something that I really like. Like I said, at the beginning of our conversation, um, I like being able to kind of be in control of my of my work and not be dictated by what a hospital or what insurance companies or what pharmaceutical companies tell me to do. I solely operate on what I believe is best for the patient um, and I that's how I practice I don't I'm not following anybody else's rules or anybody else's recommendations based on what insurance will pay for or what they won't pay for and um, that's what's empowered me to help people as much as I can because, Um, In my own health journey, when I was sick years ago um, and was trying different medications, it was like, well, we can't give you this one because your insurance company won't cover it, even though that's what the doctor wants you to take. We won't cover it, so you can't have it. And I'm like, what the heck? That doesn't make sense. If this is what my doctor wants me to take, I should be able to take it. Mm How do
1: people find you? How do people have the conversation with you? Where can they reach out, if, if they're in your general area, or if they are just like you know, what, I don't have someone like you. Where can I have the conversation with you at?
2: Yeah, so I have a I have a local, or I have a practice physically that I practice in in Berthoud, Colorado, that I see patients out of. Um, I also see a lot of patients via telemedicine, so I have patients all over the country, anywhere from New York to California to Florida to Michigan. Um, lots of people all over the place you can find us at uh, www.gatewaynaturalmedicine.com you can also find us on facebook at gateway natural medicine or you can and you can also find me on instagram i run my own personal page that i referenced earlier all on women's health and my handle on instagram is at all natural doctor or all natural doc Awesome. Perfect. We will have
1: those in the show notes so people can reach out to you because I know I guarantee there are people that have questions because this is a topic that everybody struggles with.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I should have also added we offer complimentary 15 minute phone consults to new patients. So that gives the patients an opportunity to see if they're happy with how our office uh, functions. Again, I'm not the only practitioner in the office. We do have male practitioners. So if anyone prefers to see a male doctor, um, I'm never offended. (laughs) Um, We always always just want what's best for the patient. So if that means, you know, seeing me or seeing one of the other doctors in the practice, we just want to, to do what's best for the patient.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on today, Dr. Katie Takis and giving us really kind of a lowdown on what it looks like on the back end, but your journey to get to this point. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Wonderful guys. Check out the show notes for the links, reach out to Dr. Katie Takis for any questions, any connection and any help you think you need or definitely need in that arena. And as always keep moving forward.
0: Thanks for listening to the Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedoveganon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.